Racers and Rental Cars Podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Frey, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. Keep on till they can't ignore you. Put it up for the Wigan Warriors. Good morning, Lieutenant Don. <laughs> what up, Cam? Not too much, man. Just uh, enjoying some more coffee here and settling in for another episode of Racers and Rental Cars podcast brought to you by Don O'Neill and Cameron Ferre. You know, this whole West Coast, Midwest time zone thing kind of bothers me a little bit because you're like still drinking coffee and I'm over here looking for a cold adult beverage. So who's to say I, that there's not a who's to say that there's not any Kahlua in this coffee? Now, now, hey, it won't be much longer. That this morning it was like 55 degrees when I woke up. So uh, I'm thinking it won't be much longer, and it'll be time for Bailey's and hot chocolate when I come to work in the morning. See, that is one plus side to living in California because you have you got Margarita Monday, Taco Tuesday. Wine Wednesday, Thirsty Thursday, and then it's Friday. So by the time you get to the weekend, you're pretty much drank out. Like you're, you're like, I don't even want to go out drinking or any of that. So kind of works out. And then you recover on the weekends, and that's when all the amateurs are out. So, well, you know, around here it's just nothing but Wine Wednesday every day on repeat. It's like Groundhog Day: whining, 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 oh, whining. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute, wrong wine. My bad. Yeah. You know, a little cheese with that. We we could have a whole lot of block cheese around here to go with the wine. (laughs) So in my discussions of, I was trying to figure out what we wanted to talk about today, but in my discussions and in my travels, I meet and talk to a lot of people that they think this whole racing thing is easy. And it got onto the subject of marketing. Now, this individual was asking me a lot of questions about marketing and I guess they kind of knew a little bit about marketing because but not in the racing world so there's marketing marketing is very loose term when it comes to anything within the word marketing so you could be marketing could be a flyer that you get in the mail and all that shit that you throw away every single day you go pick up your mail that's a marketing flyer marketing could be anything. It could be a commercial. It could be a billboard. It could be advertising on a race car. It could be, hell, you name it. There's so many definitions of marketing. But what I wanted to talk about with this being a motorsports enthused podcast, I wanted to talk about the word marketing within racing or drag racing or, you know, more so any motorsport in general and what the differences are and what people look for. Like, what do, what do I look for and what do you look for when people send resumes or marketing decks to you and, you know, trying to get sponsored or justified, you know, why am I going to sponsor this guy or versus this guy? So, for instance, I had, you know, we do this Team Race Pack program. We'll, we'll discuss that a little bit more in our podcast here, but... I had a guy hit me up through work at race pack and he said, Hey, I want to, this is literally like verbatim how it went on Instagram. Mind you direct messenger. Hey, I can't afford to buy a race pack. 
I want a deal. And I said, you know, with a political response with, hey, you know, thanks for reaching out. You know, the way that we do our sponsorships at Race Pack is done through our team Race Pack program. You're, you know, unfortunately, it's been, it's already the end of the year. You know, we'll circle back around at the end of, at the beginning of next year. Here's the link, blah, blah, blah. And then also we try to keep our pricing at a certain level and, you know, it's set pricing. So that way there's not arguments between dealers and things like that. We try to keep it as, as low as we can. And uh, he responded with, so wait a minute, you give the, so-and-so a free data logger and I have to pay full price? That's bullshit. Now, <laughs> if I'm the guy trying to get sponsored or use this term marketing, if I'm trying to market myself, do you think that that would be really the best way to go about getting free quote-unquote shit? <laughs> well, you know, there's there's ways. I, uh, that's a way, not the right one of the right ways, but it's a way. I, you know, it, man, I could like, I, this, I, it's not a soapbox. This is like a, a big old platform. I want to be up on stage somewhere. Yeah. This could be um, a six, this could be a six hour, uh, podcast, oh, but we're going to limit it to 30 minutes, which may or may not get extended into later future podcasts. And we can drill down into more so social media marketing, you know, different avenues, but this is just an all around discussion about marketing and racing. Well, I think the biggest thing that most people don't understand, right? So you, you're going through different types of marketing and stuff. And so for me, I go back to like school days. Marketing is defined as a way to create, keep, or satisfy the customer. Now, one of those three things, and most of the time, all three of those three things need to be accomplished or satisfied to entice someone to want to, you know, then turn into a sponsor or marketing partner within a motorsports company. And so if you're not, you know, if you're not coming up with a way to create a new customer, satisfy the needs of a customer, or keep customers for a company, they probably really don't have a need or a use for you. Right. And and so a lot of people get wrapped up about the whole, I want a sponsor because I want to race. That's not what the company wants. The yeah. company wants customers so that their bottom line increases. They don't care about your racing. They care about how many sales or new business that you can create for their staff in exchange for whatever it is that they are giving you, whether it's financial, product, uh, PR, uh, space. I mean, there's so many different ways to create a program for marketing. The yeah, you, days- throw, you can throw in the, you know, uh, your general marketing term, right? You throw out the four P's, right? Oh you know, God. You know, what are people, uh, people listening to this, people probably don't know what the four P's are. It's just a generic, you know, product price place promotion, right? That's it. So you have a product, you got to create a price, you got to find a place to put it and you got to promote it. So, and at the end of the day, you're trying to sell a product and make money so you can market more products. <laughs> so how are you going to make these companies money is essentially what everybody's looking for. 
that that's it and they don't they don't take into realization that so then if it's not going on then and you can't accomplish it then i don't i don't really know what it is that you know when people ask you they're like well i'm like okay well what are you gonna do what what can you offer what can you bring to the table what you know and that's um I refer to marketing partners like long-term relationships that you never marry into. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, you're going through the dating process, and you're you're going out to dinner, and you're going to the movies, and and you're introducing your friends, but we're never really going to get married. Right? We're not I, getting married. I feel like a lot of people within racing they they just want. And this sounds really cliche, uh, but they want to be able to say they're sponsored so they look cool, right? They don't necessarily give a crap about selling, let's say, a race pack or a set of weld wheels or, right? If, you know, if weld wheels gives me a set of wheels, I should probably sell a few sets for them, right? Talk my buddy into whoever's using those, a different competing brand. Hey, man, you should switch over. Well, why? You know, there's so many things that happen after the free product or after the check or after that everybody, I feel like, drops a ball a little bit. And now, mind you, if I was a, a, quote, professional at all of this and I knew every single thing there was to know, I would be racing top fuel at 24 events a year. Now, it's even a work in progress for me. But with... The things that I've learned in the past 10 years of after going to college and go and working in a motorsports company, you start to learn and see the roles reversed a little bit. So I, I get to play both roles, right? So I get to be Joe Racer on the weekends and I get to be marketing boy Cameron during the week. So I see a lot of things of what not to do, which I'm sure you've experienced that as well, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, when I try to tell people certain things that are like key, because, you know, marketing and and motorsports, it's a lot of research. And so let's let's be like, you know, I I go at you from this point because, you know, you're the marketing guy at Race Pack. Well, well, damn, Cam, I'm only looking for for two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Well, I mean, doesn't Race Pack have that in their budget? I mean, you're a multi-million dollar company. Right. You can't afford to throw me 250. Well, hey, dude, um, the average most businesses only spend anywhere between two and five percent of their gross sales on advertising and marketing. So do the math to figure out how much that is, and then think about how they spread their money around in other segments before you ask. For two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Well, right, and then so basically, you're you're just up against the wall before you even started, right? So, you get these these people that that think that oh yeah, these big budgets or whatever. But what people don't understand is, out of let's just, I mean, there's race packs marketing budget is not two hundred fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> I can promise you that. But let's just say it was right. So out of that two hundred fifty thousand dollars. A marketing budget or marketing plan, we have to pay for all of our tech support travel. We have to pay for all the races that we sponsor that you guys want to go to and race for big money. We have to pay for 
marketing flyers, banners on websites. There is not, it's not just like we have a slush fund that's like, oh, look, that guy wants to go racing. Let's give him 50 grand and put a sticker on the side. There's that pot. Once you drill down and start realizing all the stuff that a business has to pay for out of that marketing budget. It it, looks like a Dixie cup. Yeah. Like (laughs) you're, you're not pouring, you're not pouring the, the super size me cup from McDonald's here. It's, it's a very small window. So that's why we have to use, I mean, at least on our end, our thoughts wisely and our choices wisely. Like, you know, we'll do one thing one year and then it'll be completely opposite the next year. Well, why is that? Well, either it didn't work or that market has been saturated and our products are already like if we were to give somebody $50,000 in that market, it's already saturated. So like we're not going to make 50 back or even 150 back or whatever. Like it's, it's already been done. So, you know, okay, let's, let's move over. Okay. Let's talk about road racing. Okay. Well, you know, our, we have a, a grasp in that, in that world, but it's, you know, drag racing is maybe race packs a little more popular. So maybe we should go advertise a little bit more in road racing. So as those things and as, as decisions get made, there's a lot of, you know, that's the thing people don't understand. No, they don't do the math. They don't do the math and the research and sit back and play their own devil's advocate. You know, a little bit of my background, you know, is in, I did recruiting for 11 years for the army. Right. And so, which is basically sales. I'm selling something that you can't see, feel, taste, touch. And that's army lifestyle. Right. So you have to be able to, well, they teach you in sales. You have to be able to overcome the objection. Everything's going to be an objection. So if I'm a racer and I'm thinking about pitching this company and, and I've got, man, I've got legal tablets and spiral notebooks all in my office where it's like, okay, I'm going to ask for this. Well, if I, you there mean, you go. You mean these? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, I'm going to ask for this. Okay. Well, if they give me that and I'm operating under just the typical boardroom average of three to one ROI. So that means, you know, for simple terms, if I give you 500 bucks, then that means that I want three times the return, which means I want you to bring $1,500 back to my company. Right. And so, for people that don't know, ROI stands for return on investment. There we go. So, you, you know, when I say I'm asking for this, and this is what I expect to be able to return in either business contacts, sales, advertising and marketing, uh, planting seeds, community events, you know, all of these things have a value to them. That's what I'm trying to give back to a company. And if you can't sit down and go, well, I can see where they're going to object to that because I can't return $45,000 because I'm at my local bracket racetrack. How many race pack systems do I got to sell to get to, to 45 grand? Absolutely. So people, you know, you, you've basically wasted your time because if you do a little research at the beginning, you would know, you know, whatever the company is, their, their market, right? So that's, I feel like a lot of people within racing, they kind of get a little big for their britches. And I made this mistake myself. When I first got into super comp from juniors to big car, you know, I used to have to acquire sponsorship for a junior dragster. So imagine how hard that was. But once you start to, to get, faster and bigger cars, you get your audience grows, right? So 
what people think they do, you know, okay, I have a super comp car, right? I'm going to go to, I'm going to call up Coca-Cola and I'm going to tell them that I'm going to be on FS1 every weekend. (laughs) I'm going to do all this stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, they get a little education on drag racing and they're like, wait, you said you have a super comp dragster. So yes, you race at those races, but you're not on TV. Okay. Yeah. You may be on all access. So you start realizing that, oh, maybe I just got to, I can't promise what, you know, what I, or I can't do what I promised these people. So therefore I've just wasted my time. Now, something that I used to do when I was doing the super comp thing, I would go to local businesses because, right. Okay. So let's just say for round numbers cost me $2,000 a weekend to go race super comp at a divisional, right? Gas, food, hotel. Good number. Whatever. Good number. You know, which I guess it, it makes yeah, sense. You do, yeah, you do 10 events a year, 20 grand. Right. You need so, 20 grand. Yeah. So, but what I would do instead of saying, like, if I if I came into a, a local Sam's lawnmower shop and said, hey, can I have $20,000 so I can advertise on the side of my dragster in your market? The guy would be like, you're nuts. I don't have I only I only yeah. make 150 a year here as a business. Exactly. So what I would do is I would pitch it as a as one race things. A lot of people used to see my even my super comp car used to have random ass stickers on it just for one event and peel them off. So which will lead me into a different discussion in a second about not leaving you you, you get what you get and then that's it. They don't get too much extra because then you've just screwed the pooch on your whole program but anyway that's right i i would do these one race things and i'd hit up local like the local gas station or a local whatever and say hey man like i'm coming in your town like i'll put whatever on the side like for instance i got a i was racing the hot rod reunion and i needed i needed a few thousand bucks in order to to make it happen right so i hit up little caesar's pizza now thinking Little Caesars, like, that's a huge company, right? Well, what people don't realize, all these Little Caesars are owned, they're pri- yeah, they're franchised and they're privately owned. Well, it just so happened that the ones in Bakersfield, there was like seven of them, they were all owned by the same people. Cha-ching! Yeah, so I hit them up and I said, hey, here's what I want to do. I, I need X, and what I can do for you is... I can put your signage on the side of the car, but I can also make a custom hero card for you guys that has a promo code on it, which it was a cent- This was years ago. It was basically what the Papa John's deal with Leah is promo code. Boom. And then the great thing is they go to the local pizza place on the, cause all the hotels are right there, right by their little Caesars. And they can then track and see how much money they made. You know, say they gave me 5,000, right? If, yep. They made $10,000 in pizza off of this promo code. It's a win-win, right? So little regional local things like people think it's stupid, but it's not because you're making them happy. And then you're also not only that, but you're getting a bigger looking company, even though it's franchised on the side of your car. I can say I was sponsored by Little Caesars Pizza. That's right. Right. And that's and that's, you know, we we jumped you jumped all the way to the end there. But that's how you have to put a bow on things with the metrics to be able to have tracking mechanisms to know what you've done. 
You know, when you tell someone, hey, I'm going to increase your sales by 4%. Now, 4% is a very small number, but it depends. What was the value of the 4%? When you're talking about the average margin on a pizza and and you talk about them having a $10,000 increase in sales, that's a lot of pizza. Hell yeah. At pizza, pizza at five bucks. Pizza, pizza. Yeah. I'm just saying, that's a lot of pizza. So, no, you're absolutely right. People, you, when you're a local guy, I mean, I started out the same way. One of my very first companies was a mom and pop grocery store. They let me come in on any race week and I could get $150. I just had a credit in the store. So it could be gas, lunch meat, ice, soda. It didn't matter. Diesel fuel, whatever. It was $150. And then I did their, they did like community events once a month for like kids. You know, they have like face painting, this and that. And I brought the race car out and I was the clown. You know, I was basically the bearded lady that everybody wanted to look at, but nobody wanted to talk to. But in a roundabout way, you got paid to do that. Right. So that's what people, that's what people don't realize. They, they think, oh, well, I need sponsorship. I, it costs money to race. So I need, I need $2,000 in order to even go to this. Well, no, you don't. If you, if you hit up some, a tow truck service company and say, Hey, you guys have 500 trucks, my one little motorhome or my one little dually, and I'm going to go to wherever is going to cost me $400 in fuel, right? Well, $400 to them when their when their fuel bill is ten twenty thousand dollars a month really isn't that big a deal right because it's not only that it's essentially a write-off so you yes. do you do that so let's we just took off four hundred dollars from that that two thousand so now we're at sixteen hundred so you do that for some hotels same thing like right. your your uh, money that needed that you need to go racing just uh, drastically dropped. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's, I mean, we're going to see it coming up here pretty soon, you know, with the tour heading to Vegas. NHRA goes to Vegas every year. And what do they do? The spring and the fall race, every pro team out there has got a Vegas casino hotel that's on their tow vehicle and on the side of race cars because what do they do? They The hotels comp those guys, their race, the race team, their, their rooms out there, and they get advertisement while they're out there at the strip and whatever they get for TV time. And it's regionally. And that, you know, it's local, but they also get TV time. Hey, I'm going to come to Vegas. I want to stay at the winter or what, you know, whatever. But they, but on, on that level, okay, so that's a big time racing situation. And they're doing the same grassroots thing because at the end of the day, okay, imagine, imagine DSR's hotel bill, right? In the fall during SEMA. Oh, dude, it's huge. So if they just saved, let's say $25,000, $30,000 just in rooms alone, for for one sticker that just goes to show you right there that for sure absolutely yeah and you know to go back to you know people talking about you know they want sponsors i was telling uh i was doing another like phone-in deal with uh with luke luke bogacki and his crew and i used to talk about being passionate about your sponsors is being able to be sitting in a restaurant in a booth and someone talking about, uh, you know, they need to go such and such to get new tires and you should feel compelled to spin around in your seat and say, Hey, you need to go to see Billy Bob over on market street. That's the best tire service 
in that area, hands down, if you go anywhere else, all you're going to do is have trouble. If you can't do that for every company that you're involved with or one company, then you're not ready to have sponsors. Absolutely. Same thing. I'm sponsored by Ted Wien's Tire and Auto Service. They have 14 Tire and Auto Services in Las Vegas. I live in California, but I go to Las Vegas a hell of a lot, and I know a lot of people that go there that happen to have flat tires. Where do I send them? Ted Wien's. Absolutely. And, and I mean, that's all you're doing is get is being a spokesperson, a brand ambassador to create sales for them in exchange for their support. And that support doesn't always have to be financial. It can be product. It can be hotel rooms. It can be whatever. Whatever's on your expense sheet to go racing, you never know it could be that simple to take care of. Yeah. Um, so uh, another prime example is at Race Pack, we do a thing called Team Race Pack. So what that is, is a program that I developed that kind of, my whole theory on it was the things that I've learned on a personal level. I wanted to, you know, I, I get hit up every single day like, hey, can I get sponsored? Or, hey, I want to do this. Well, what I did is I created a program that allowed people to submit their pictures, a video, a you know, why basically a why sponsor me thing, right? And we controlled it. So it was, it, it's even for everybody. It's not, oh, if you know, my dad's a director in Hollywood, so I'm going to have some badass video or whatever, right? So it's basically, it's a generic form, send us these. And you would be amazed at the things that we see. <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta spell race pack correctly. You have to make sure that, what you're even sending is the correct attachment. You have to make sure like we, like last year we asked people to submit a, just a video, like a GoPro, because part of the program is you have, we're going to give you, I think it ends up being like $3,000 worth of stuff, right? So, uh, data logger sensors, uh, shirts, hats, you know, all that. Plus the promotion on our, our social media, which is worth a value. So these people, and we asked them, Hey, since you have to do this and you need to be active on social media, you need to submit a video. A little, little, literally take your iPhone, flip it up, and tell me why you, yeah, do the selfie thing. It doesn't have to be a Hollywood production. <laughs> and some of these people, like, you know, I'm not going to name names or anything, but like, if you can't even get out of your truck and like at least show us something like that, you know, instead of driving down the freeway doing a selfie and then you're going to like almost rear end somebody in the middle of it and you can't even cut that part out. Wait it's, a minute. That works for the duck. Yeah. Donald Long does that. Just sits in his truck. That doesn't work. Well, I mean, not really <laughs> in my eyes. I, hashtag. I like, I like Don, but, um, but no, it's like they, there's, there's things that's like, if you can't put effort in filling out the form, like literally the directions are plain as day. Form must be completely filled out in full. If nothing applies to you, put NA in the column. <laughs> can't even do that. So if, I, if I'm going to go pick somebody to represent my company. How about you follow instructions? And you can't follow directions. That's, that's a big thing. You know, and people wonder mm-hmm. like, oh, like, you guys just pick all your friends or whatever. No, we don't. I don't pick. Like, it's 
office wide. Like it, this is something that I, you know, we narrow it down to the finalists and then, you know, because I don't want people thinking that we're picking our buddies and it's not my fault that if I happen to know somebody that they win because they follow directions, they're great on social media, they do everything that we ask. But if you don't do what we're, it's what we're asking, you're not going to be on the program next year. You know, and then they're the first people, you know, they're the first people that say, hey, man, I'm building another car. I need more stuff. Well, I haven't heard from you. I haven't heard how you've done. I haven't heard anything <laughs> about other than, hey, did you send my stuff yet at the beginning of the year? What's the tracking yeah. number? And then all of a sudden now you want more stuff. Do you think that's a good return on investment for us? Not really. What have you done for me lately? Question mark. Yep. And that's what, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. You know, I, I use this example a lot that be different. That's why we like PJ North so much. Does he, you know, we get emails on people that we pick that say, guy hasn't won a race in three years. I've won 300 races at my local bracket track. So? Yeah, so what? But prime example, PJ, great guy, is out there doing his own thing. He makes racing-inspired songs. He puts does something different, puts Race Pack in his song. So every time that thing plays, somebody listening to it hears the word Race Pack. So he created a brand on himself that's doing something completely outside of racing but is merging them together. And that's why we think it's very cool. He may not win every single race he goes to, but he's out there, he's on social media, he's posting things, tagging us in everything. He does everything we ask. So how do you not? Versus when you get people that think that they're going to be the next top dragster world champion, but they can't even respond to an email. I don't know what to say. Yeah, you can't. Uh, I, I hate the I hate my cliche, but it, you know, it, it works really well. Not playing race car. This is not playing race car. Um, and, you know, probably the best, uh, one liner I ever heard was from Chip Canassi when he, someone asked him, you know, Chip, how do you manage all these sponsors? What do you tell them? And he goes, there's only two answers for a sponsor when they ask you something. Yes. And okay. Mm -hmm. Those are the only two responses. You, yep. you do whatever it is that they want. It doesn't matter whether you agree with it, think it's silly, uh, it doesn't matter, but you got to get out there. You got to do stuff. Um, you got to be vulnerable and, and create a podcast and hope that more than your wife, <laughs> your wives listen to it. <laughs> Hashtag true story. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I mean, for sure. And, you know, and this isn't, I hate to say it, this is not brain surgery that we're doing here. No. And it's at the end of the day, you, once you get sponsored by something, somebody gives you a product, a check gas card whatever the hell it is it's now business that's right fulfill your obligation mm -hmm. there is nothing more upsetting to me than to see someone right that they complain you you made a comment someone you know they complain about so and so and so and so and what did so and so do and you know i i think you and i had this conversation years ago when when drag illustrated started their 30 under 30 deal and everybody's complaining about 
you know, it's a popularity contest and they've got more family that voted or friends or whatever. You're damn right. It's a popularity contest. Mm-hmm. I don't like Taylor Swift, but I'm in the minority of that fact. Everybody else likes her. You yep. know, it's a popularity contest. So, you know, when I see people in there like, well, so-and-so, so-and-so, I don't have time to do that. But they're on social media for everything else. Hating on the people that are trying yeah. to do it. It's like, yeah. you got, if you got time to press like or make a Snapchat or take an Instagram photo, but you don't have time to post something about your, your, the sponsor, a sponsor, anyone. It could be the product of the day in Sam's Club. And you're like, man, I really like this. Post about it. But, but you, you also, yeah, you also have the time to sit there and, and hate on another racer or another product. You don't think people are watching that kind of stuff? Because late, a year down the road, when you just hated on that product, your next thing you know, you're going to be trying to get sponsored by them. And then, oh, look at that. Social media doesn't go away usually online. Simple Google oh. search can find out a lot of things. <laughs> For sure. I had someone uh, message text me one time. They're like, hey, did you see so-and-so liked so-and-so's photo about their about their company? And I'm like, what? No, they didn't. They're under our umbrella. And they're like, no, go look. Pulled it up. Looked. Oh, yeah. They made it. They loved the comment for their competitor. Are you kidding me? No, I don't love your company. I love my company. Yeah, it's, there's, there's. I mean, we can go on for for hours and hours about this stuff. And like I said, it, if we had all the answers, we we wouldn't probably be doing this podcast. We would be blasting down the track right now. But I mean, there's there's things True that story. yeah, there there's things that that I try to try to preach because I want to help. Like I don't, I'm not trying oh. to like hide everything. Like if anybody has a question about any of this stuff, I'm an open book because I I started from the bottom. And I'm no means anywhere to the top, but I'll tell you how I got a third of the way up the ladder so far, you know, and I, and I'm more than happy to help. I get a lot of junior kids and a lot of younger people message me on Facebook asking me and, and I'm, I'll answer any question you got because that's the only way you're going to learn. Open your mouth. My mom told me, my mom told me when I was a little kid and just started racing junior dragsters, John Force and Kenny Bernstein are knocking a knock on our door in Huntington Beach, California, and say, will you come drive my top fuel car? So you better go find them. Oh, I say that all the time to parents about their kids. Uh, you know, they say their kids are too good to join the Army. I used to say, I used to go, i stand right there and be like, that's not Bill Gates outside on your porch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm sure this will uh, take on another... 10, 15, or 20 episodes uh, in this pot. Well, if they let us make that many, I don't know. Yeah, let's uh, hope. <laughs> but it's always interesting to talk about it, Cam, and I can always get up on the on the soapbox when it comes to m- motorsports and marketing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, thanks for the discussion for uh, for episode, what was it, four, I think? And, uh, I mean, I'm sure this is going to get, we'll drill down a little bit more and talk Instagram, Facebook, and, and whatnot in future episodes, but... As per usual, we wanted to uh, thank racepack.com, dragsforsale.com, and Voice America for allowing us and asking us to do this. It's uh, So far, it's been really rad, and hopefully we can continue and bring you guys some more shenanigans along the way. And we're going to start talking a little bit more about these rental car exploits, because the name of the show is Racers and Rental Cars. Yeah, we got the discussions part going on you know, in multiple episodes here, but now we need to start talking about 
you know, souping up these rubber mat models in order to to foot break the hell out of them. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. I know. It's always, man, when, you know, uh, it's something about a rental car. I, I don't know what it is, but I get all fired up about talking about motorsports. So I get distracted. It must be that ADD I got. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we'll leave it with that. And uh, thank you guys. Chat at you later. Let's put it up for the weekend Stop.